This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy way. on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock This is the Rapcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. For exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Rebel scum. Rebel scum. Indeed. Hi, everyone. Thanks for watching. This is Unleashed. I'm James, and I'm going to be talking some Star Wars right here. Let me put on the right graphic for everybody watching on the YouTube. Heidi, thanks for coming on. 2Med2, Argyle, what up? Talking Star Wars. And a lot has been going on in the Star Wars world. As of late, in direct our writers coming in and leaving, and new writers coming in, and Star Wars Celebration is a little while away, and there's a rumor. Oh, guess what? They're going to announce three movies, and there's all there's all this talk going on. And there's the Sean Levy movie, there's the Taika Waititi movie, and now there's the the no longer Damon Lindelof movie, which obviously was a thing. Reports are indicating that the script was terrible. But this is so. This is best been bulletin. I, I somewhat read this on, and the reports were that the 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 script that he handed in was terrible. Conversely, it clashed with the director, and Kathleen Kennedy is said to have sided with the director, which is all fine and dandy. I mean, if if the director's who you one in your core than, than a director. So again, a director ultimately is the one that's going to be telling the story and the writer effectively works for that director. And if the direction is not in where the director wants to take it, then what's the point? And this is, and the reason why I'm going to talk about what I'm talking about now is it's the frustration of what is Star Wars. It's a question that I continuously ask. It's a question that I don't think there is a definitive answer to other than George Lucas. It's George Lucas's baby. Other than that, I don't really know if anybody knows what Star Wars is. And let's talk about the the main issue at hand of this whole thing 
is that George Lucas had an idea and he made that idea. And then obviously about the toy rights and blah, 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 blah. But then Disney purchases it and Disney is a corporation, right? They are a company. They, they have uh, partners, they have stockholders and, and people they need to appease and they need to make money and continuously make money. Now the word is that, you know, obviously there hasn't been a star Wars movie in, we're going on four years since a star Wars movie. We were promised one every single year until uh the end of time and then obviously the last jedi came then solo came and then uh, rise of skywalker came and and solo obviously fizzled out and and rise of skywalker on you know critically fizzled out and i think for the fan audience as well it kind of fizzled out too star wars is about what happens in the stars yes it is Heidi. and so i think the problem is those movies didn't i mean look rise of skywalker still made a billion dollars the, the last jedi still made a billion dollars and i see people still like ryan johnson's trilogy ryan johnson's trilogy. i'll say and i've said this before on the show and i'll say it again ryan johnson first off does not need star wars anymore like he does not flat out need star wars he has his knives out and because of that he's an academy award nominated writer he can do whatever the heck he wants now he doesn't need star wars and star wars i, I said it i said star wars doesn't need him but i'm kind of feeling like maybe it does the one the one benefit even if you hated the last jedi i think even the people that hated the last jedi they might not be too into the idea of ryan johnson getting more star wars but the one thing you can't you can't argue against is the fact that if he was given a trilogy there would be some kind of plan there Right, there would be an idea of this is what these movies are about, which is I think the Star Wars films need, and this is why I am concerned. And I, and I'm saying this as like a you know as a fun fan. I'm not trying to like stir the pot. I mean, the title of this video is stirring the pot, but I'm not really trying to stir any pots or anything. Like I'm, I, I have faith that we're going to get what we get. But here, and it's only Star Wars. It's not life and death. Like this is just for fun. But the concern that I have going with the Star Wars movie coming out now is that it's just being made to make it again right and you and 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 there's word now that they've canceled the willow show they canceled pre-production on the the supposed indiana jones show whatever that was going to be and why did they do that to focus on they want lucasfilm to focus on star wars okay the thing like you can focus on star wars all you want but if they're going to Force them to have this deadline of 2025. Why? I, I, for me, I think it's thriving. On, I mean, it's not obviously. I guess the the the, re, the ratings of the Mandalorian season three are not ideal, and Andor was obviously low as well. But Andor was fantastic. I think people are going to come around and binge watch these shows. Like they're, it's going to be afterwards. I know they want the weekly, but I think people are just paying for this service anyway. I, I think Disney Plus has been around now for for four years. We're going on four or five years they've been around i think the people that they've got they've got there's not going to be a, a lot of new subscribers coming right they, they are what they are at this point there will be new ones but you know what i mean they are what they are i think you let them do what they're doing there i think theatrical though is is what they're doing on tv is what they should be doing theatrically as well but theatrically has to be a lot of it has to be bigger stakes bigger plays uh, and Heidi says, are you going to say the man who created Lost didn't have a plan for Star Wars? <laughs> I, true story. I have seen uh, one, ep 
one or two episodes of Lost. The first episode of Lost I ever saw was the series finale. And 100% biggest truth I can tell you is that I thought it made complete sense. Having never seen or knew anything about Lost, I thought the finale made a lot of sense. Anyway, um, not that I liked that. And then I think I watched the first episode like a few years later and I said, I don't really, I'm not really interested. So I didn't watch it. I, and all that aside, I, it's, they want to force a movie on us. But nobody's thinking about why they want to force a movie on us, right? They're like, Damon Lindy off, they don't work. So what, like, if his script was so bad, what was the script? Because what it seems like is like with Rogue Squadron, which might have been a great movie. Who knows? It, but to me, it's like you got Rogue Squadron in a theater. Why is that in the theater? What is separating that from The Mandalorian, aside from budget? The scope, right? And I'm not saying it has to be world-ending. Empire Strikes Back, you know, the galaxy is not really at stake in Empire Strikes Back. Han is at stake and and Luke training. Like that's what it is. It's a small like the first two Star Wars and and look, Return of the Jedi is the greatest movie ever made. But the first two Star Wars movies are so small on the scale, like so tiny. Save a princess, or yeah, save a princess, find out, or go to a princess and then whatever. That's the first movie. It's the Mario Brothers. You go to the you get the princess on Alderaan. Oh, Alderaan's blown up. We're on Death Star. Okay. Let's get off this Death Star. All right. Then you get off the Death Star and then let's blow up the Death Star. Okay. Like, they're very simple. And I think there's something has been forgotten, lost in the way of all of these Star Wars movies that have been coming. And they try to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's great to go bigger, especially now with TV. But you got to maintain the lore and the myth. And you have to say, why are we making these movies? What is the end goal of these movies? And the thing with The Mandalorian is John Favreau just came out and he said he doesn't know how long it's going to go for. Originally, we heard four years. I, I suspect there is some sort of plan or a trajectory that they are on. They might not have it all figured out, but I think there's a trajectory that they're on. You hear like Vince Gilligan of Breaking Bad, right? He said once, you know, you write all these characters, but you can't map it all out on a TV show because you know, like a guest star might come in and steal the show and all of a sudden that's that actor actress has got to be a main player now and so you you can't really uh, you can't figure that into the equation at the beginning because you don't know what's going to come and i think these shows could be the same and i think the movie should be a, the same but they have to figure out what the point of the movie is just what is the threat who are the characters and why are we going in this direction and what is separating it from what's come in the directions in the past and that's what i think that's where they have to take these you have to sit down and you don't just decide to make a star wars movie about bob the builder and then bob the builder is your storyline you have to sit down and say okay the sith are gone this like high republic i haven't read high republic so my opinion of it is pointless like if there's no i don't have one one way or another but i respect the hell out of the fact that the writers the authors all sat in a room got together had their whiteboard and they're like what are we doing and they plotted it all out and people that read high republic for the most part seem to like it whether or not it is pure star wars true star wars but it doesn't matter that's not the point and i don't know if i don't know when you're going to get to pure star wars anymore because once you remove george lucas from the equation pure star wars is out of the equation somebody once said well what's going to separate the for i met it with me somebody said what's going to separate the force awakens from a fan film ultimately nothing budget nothing except for that it's canonical quote unquote canonical with whatever whatever that word means let's check i'm a little blind on the thing uh so that is where 
that is. So what does that mean? What does that tell you? Nothing. It means that these these movies are going to be what they're going to be. They're going to be told what they're going to be told. And they're going to come at us no matter what because Disney wants to pump it. And it's sounding to me, and look, I, I've read the, the this man's book. I totally respect his position. But Bob Iger seems to be the one who wants to put the foot forward on Star Wars and go all in. But also somebody that doesn't, they never appreciated the prequels. Obviously, they kind of wiped out the prequels when they came in. Hey, Vermont Mike, uh, Star Wars has been, Star Wars was canceled three times already tonight. If we check the board, Kathleen Kennedy Kennedy just got poop canned out of here. She's fired. No, we're just talking about the idea that, and the reason why I put down it's going to be terrible or suck is just because if the it, 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 and I'm hoping it won't be obviously. And I feel like someone like Taika Waititi or, or, or Sean Levy, or, or I don't, uh, the director they have for this new one. The idea is that I feel like the fact that they have these three movies, if they do announce three movies, let's say whether or not that's true or not, I don't know, but let's say they announce these three movies. First of all, I don't believe you. Secondly, what, what are the movies? Are there three separate movies or in the same are they in the same story? I mean, I know it's Star Wars. And for me, it's the one thing with Bob Iger that I go back to is it's to treat Star Wars closer to Marvel than it needs to be. Star Wars is more Lord than it is Marvel. And it doesn't work when it's Marvel. It's working as well as Marvel and playing more. But I think Star Wars needs to be treated a little more like Lord of the Rings, a little bit more like lore, like an adventure, like what is going on, what is all this. Whereas Marvel is like, here's a character, here's a character, here's a character. They're going on, they're all fun, they're all great, whatever. But, but now here's their big team up. Star Wars isn't like that. Star Wars started with the team up, and the New Hope that was the team. Up. It started with your team up. So then you kind of have to deconstruct the DC movies, and that doesn't always work. I and and I think we're stuck on. Or maybe not. Disney is stuck on the the MCU. We got to make it like Marvel because Marvel's succeeding. But again, that's not what you want. And, and and in a world where everyone is going to the theater for Marvel, Avatar, what do we got? Marvel, Avatar, Star Wars, and John Wick. <laughs> maybe they should. Maybe they should stick to a Star Wars John Wick and just have a Jedi whose little pet Wookiee gets murdered and they go on a rampage. I've never seen a John Wick, by the way. I hear they're great, but I've never never had the luxury of sitting down and watching a Jonathan Wick movie. Uh, but I hear, I hear they're great. I, but you look at the movies that are big in the, in the box office, DC might get there eventually, but right now those are the big ones. And they own, they own Marvel and they own Avatar. And Star Wars should probably be treated more like Avatar than it should be that and i don't think they should concern themselves with a movie every year i think the every three-year model that george lucas had was great if you want to and i don't i mean you could sprinkle in the spinoffs like they used to in there but i'm not really quite sure what the point of that would be in this day and age where you have disney plus you have disney plus so why are you throwing in the spinoffs like rogue one is i think a lot of people love rogue one i think a lot of people like solo but rogue one more so but today would that like why would you put that in the theater that should be a series on Disney Plus. I mean, it is. It's Andor. I mean, you put that on Disney Plus now. And so what, that leaves for the that question, what do you put in the theater? And I don't think they know. And I think that's the biggest problem with Star Wars is what has Sean Levy pitched? What has J.D. Dill, who's no longer around, but J.D. Dillard pitched? What did Josh, uh, Josh Drake was uh, both with that? Um, what did Damon Lindelof 
pitch? Like, wh- what are they? What are like? What what is? What are these pitches? Why do they all seem so separate? Star Wars, and, and this is what I'm getting at: is Star Wars wasn't a bunch of like just movies like thrown at. Like, look, everyone's like Phase One of Marvel was the best. I'm not gonna argue that at all, but Iron Man, Hulk, the Captain America, and Thor. They were just thrown at the like Iron Man came out. There was no plan for the. I mean, there might have been in the back of everyone's mind, but it wasn't. And they threw the scene in at the very end. The Incredible Hulk. It doesn't even have a connection. And whatever. I'm the only one that likes the movie. And then you have Thor, and they kind of throw in Hawkeye, and there's a little bit of this and that in there. And then Captain America is nothing until the end, right? When he gets thawed. Spoilers. And and then they made it work. Star Wars wants to go head first into that, and I don't. And I still don't think that's what I don't think the the audience for Star Wars is looking for that. I think the audience for Star Wars is looking for what is our next adventure. And I don't want this adventure and then like a totally separate adventure on this adventure. I want a cohesive adventure. And part of the sequel trilogy backlash, obviously, that came from it was that it didn't feel like there was any connective tissue in those movies at all. Like there was no plan. And when it comes to Star Wars, we just want to know, like, even in the original trilogy, and everybody likes to likes to bring up the original trilogy. Well, George Lucas made it up. But yeah, he made that in the prequels up as he went along. However, the original trilogy is easier to get away, away with, like, making it all up and making Luke and Leia brother and sister and Vader's father at the end of the second movie. It's easier to get away with these things. I people, well, that was the point. Shut up. It's easier to get away with these things because there's no history to that ip and there's no like forward to that ip it's just they, we were in the moment like nothing came before it so there was nothing to to tie into and then when the prequels came he made that crap up on the fly come on jar jar binks was going to be a main character for all three of those movies no one liked jar jar binks but me Nah, we'll strike his we'll minimize his role as it goes along you know what people weren't that happy you know what we'll do uh, people like bubble fat we'll bring jango fat None of it. Come on. That he was making things up as he went along and it worked. And part of the reason why it works is because first of all, the prequels happened before everything. So he's allowed to, and he's George Lucas. He can do what he wants, but he, but it never contradicts. I mean, there's a few things I guess that contradict it, but he doesn't contradict the movies that come before. And with the prequels, it felt like you knew where those movies were going. And he knew more than we knew where they were going. We, I didn't know going into the Phantom Menace that was going to have anything to do with it, with the, formation of the empire i might have been naive i might have also been you know 18 whatever i was not thinking about that stuff and when i went in i got that and by the end of the three of them you're like okay he had a plan maybe you didn't like the execution maybe you didn't like the humor maybe you didn't like the effects whatever but he knew what was going on the sequels didn't have that and because it was like let's get these out and part of the problem was you know they had the lucas scripts and then they brought in a director who didn't want to use the lucas scripts so they kind of started it from scratch all over again and they just wanted to mimic what it was. But the problem was they lived off of Lucas's, well, let's make it up as we go along. We don't need to explain villains because blah, blah, blah. But now we're 40 years removed from the original movies. 40 years removed from the original movies. There's a history. And if you bring in characters, there's a history. If you bring in a Ben Solo, why is there a Ben Solo? What is the point of Ben Solo? Who is Ray? Why is Ray here? Like, and, and you can say, well, Ray's a nobody. That's fine, but why is she in this movie? Right? Aside from just being the new now, if if it wasn't the Skywalker saga, then Ray can just be like, well, Ray is the new lead that we're following. 
because this is about Ray. But you made it the Skywalker saga, so Ray has to be something in the sky. There has to be a purpose for her, especially at the tail end of it. And, and there's all these little things that come up, and that's the, what I'm afraid that they're going to get caught up in again in this new era of of movies where they're not thinking ahead they're thinking barely in the, they're thinking in the moment but only in the moment and they're not thinking about what came before or what's going to come after and i think the mandalorian what that really shows is you know i think this season i think this season actually has its head on as tight as it's ever been most people seem to not but i do but but it, but they respect like the prequels and the original trilogy obviously and the sequel trilogies like they don't even have to like any of that but they have to acknowledge it and appreciate it. And then you use it like the Medichlorian count, right? When they mentioned that in season two and you're like, what? The MC? Like there's little things that you don't have to fully like it, but you have to acknowledge that it is there. And the sequel trilogy for all the sequel trilogy haters, it's the same shtick. You can hate the sequels. all The next start to come in and be like, I hate those sequels. But if they're going to make a movie that takes place after the rise of skywalker then they have to acknowledge those three movies and the events within those three movies they don't have to go overboard on it but they have to acknowledge that it exists and that's and that's where these movies are and that's why i, I have this funny feeling that it might not be terrible it might be a fun movie but it might not be for the betterness of star wars which is how i mean I, anyway the that's how I feel. Let's look at the chat for a second. All kidding aside, this is Heidi. Just says, I read A New Hope was a mess and that Lucas's ex-wife saved it through editing. Yes, Heidi, I've read that as well. Uh, but again, that's the very first movie, right? It's the first movie. So there's no, I mean, you want it to be a very good movie, obviously, but you. But there's no worry about ruining what's come before or, or what's going to come after. Vermont Mike says, in order to get away from the fan film label, they need to make a trilogy that is from the timeline that we used to that we are used to go way back in the past or way into the future. I kind of like that as well. I think that's one thing High Republic again I haven't delved into that yet. But I I like that they went 200 years in the past. I love it. So for me like the Mandalorian stuff I like the time that it's in, but I think the next film why not make it like episode 50? Just episode 50 we are 150 years in the future whatever. And go off and do that. And then you can go back in time and fill in the gaps anytime you want. But I agree with you. We need, they need to make a trilogy, but they need to make one movie. And the, and the first movie needs to be really good. And it needs to be almost a standalone. It has to be a standalone the way that a new hope was a standalone where that movie has a beginning, a middle and the end, but Vader gets away right well he might die in the moment you think he might be dead but he also might not be so i think they need something like that where vader gets or the, the villain gets away or whatever whatever but you have to feel almost like a complete film or or you do lord of the ring style and you shoot all three movies at once but i don't know if you need to do that with star wars i'm still kind of on the mind that i'm into the uh the three-year gap in the Star Wars films. I'm probably in the, in the in the wrong year, but sometimes it was nice. It was the three years, you know, I mean, you think back on it. When we started this podcast, we started the summer, uh, the Rogue, the summer Rogue One was coming out. It came out this December. We started that August. It was a year after Force Awakens. And it was fun speculating on The Last Jedi for a year. Two years, sorry, two years. And two years is 
that's nice too. It was a nice, I mean, we had Rogue One in between and then we kind of like solo kind of screwed up like a couple months, but it was nice. Like Rogue One was a nice, like, gap, like kind of like stop filler, polyfilla in the middle there leading into that. That was nice, but it was nice to have a two year gap where we could talk about the the last show, like episode, what's episode eight going to be? Well, Ryan Johnson did Looper and Looper's phenomenal. Yeah, Looper's the best movie. You can't screw this up. Everyone's going to, he is in, we have video. You can go back. He's the next George Lucas. Ryan Johnson's going to be the next George Lucas. He's the best thing ever. We went to Star Wars Celebration. He's the best thing ever. Look at him. This guy understands Star Wars. And then the movie comes out. And I mean, we all know, <laughs> we all know how that went. But again, maybe Star Wars needs something like that. I would, I guess, my one argument with the Ryan Johnsons of the world doing the next Star Wars is, I think you need that. You need someone like Ryan Johnson, who's the forward thinker, like let's break the mold. But maybe somebody that, and I think he's getting there with Knives Out a little bit more. But somebody willing to have a little bit more fun with it all and i think he had fun with the lore in a ryan johnson fun kind of way but it wasn't in the star wars kind of way i don't really know how to describe that uh <laughs> i shouldn't have said anything hey dale uh let's go back to the chat i don't know jane foster looks a lot like padme <laughs> interesting Heidi. originally it was going to be revealed that maul was grievous interesting i know that there was a uh, i remember being in college and one of the rumors about attack of the clones was the villain of that movie it wasn't attack of the clones yet it was episode two and the villain of that movie was going to be a blue darth maul i remember that was a thing uh heidi says if you've read the the comic, the Star Wars, which was based on Lucas' original screenplay, it was a lot closer to the Phantom Minutes as opposed to A New Hope. I believe that uh, because that's you know this is where his mind was. And I, I I'm someone I love the prequels and I love George Lucas's ideas, and I would love to read a I would love to read what his uh, sequels were going to be. I heard it was going to be like Darth Maul was going to be a bad guy and blah blah blah. And I look, I, I'm not even saying that those movies will be better. I just just want to know. I just. <laughs> I just want to look at it like splinter of the mind's eye. Like, just let me see what might've been. And, and you know, you could read the duel of the fate script, but I don't think you should ever compare the duel of the fate script to the rise of Skywalker movie, because you just don't know how that would have turned out. I mean, I have seen Jurassic world and Jurassic world dominion. And I, even that fallen kingdom is a fallen kingdom. The second one, Trevorrow wrote that I've seen those three movies. As I drink from my giant Yeti. Can you see this thing? This thing is like massive. It weighs 47 pounds. A lot of water in there, though. Should drink up. Water is good for you, kids. So my concerns with the Star Wars movies that are coming is that they are being made. And it's very clear that this is the case. That they are being made just for the sake of being made. And I think part of the problem with Lindelof, you know, his script was terrible, whatever. And then he said, you know, maybe I'd rather eat the food than cook the food or whatever it was. And maybe, you know, maybe the problem is nobody really knows what the direction of Star Wars should be in the movies at this point. Maybe that's the fear is they don't have someone that's like, Star Wars, Star Wars is this. Maybe they don't have that. And maybe they have all these 
filmmakers coming in and saying, here, I have an idea for, we all have an idea for Star Wars, but are, are any of them good? Should any of them be made? Probably not. And I know these guys are a lot more talented than all of us in terms of storytelling, but it's not to say they have a good Star Wars movie. It doesn't like again. It's it's is it just making a movie or is it telling an epic tale in a galaxy far, far away? And then what's the point? Like the the sky, like George Lucas was like, it's for twelve year old boys, twelve year old girls too now, and and uh, it's a story about family. And then all these books and everything come in, and people are like, well, it's actually about this one. It's about oh, I like this one the best, and it's naughty, and the original trilogy is boring. Sure, but you got you got to figure that out. You have to figure out why you're making these movies, and you can't just make it because Disney and the shareholders said you got to make another movie. I mean, that's why you have to make it. Other your job's on the line, but you have to have. I get, you know, like Favreau coming in with that. And then even if, you know, whatever the story is, if it was Kathleen Kennedy saying, you got to meet up with Dave Filoni and, and make this work. Something like that has to happen for the, for the, for the films. Right. And I don't know if it should be Favreau and Filoni. I know like we, everyone's always talked about, it. and I'm not saying Kathleen Kennedy goes by the wayside. I'm thinking she's still the head of Lucasfilm, but Lucasfilm is not Marvel. Kevin Feige's an head of Marvel, but Marvel's not doing like niche movies that aren't in the in that cinematic universe. The whole thing is a cinematic universe, and Star Wars is not. I mean, again, but, but and then when they make it that in the book of Boba Fett with Grogu, then people get mad. So no one knows how you don't know how to appease fans, and you can't try to appease fans. Ryan Johnson was right on that. You can't try to appease fans. You could try not to piss them off, and maybe not, you know, put a line down the middle and separate the fans and whatnot. But you can't appease them. You're, people are always going to be mad. There's some people are going to like it. People aren't going to like it. You just want to feel like you're putting your best foot forward in what you're doing. But what are you doing? What are you doing? And I think, you know what? Here's how I'm. This is how I'm going to phrase it. Sean Levy, very talented. I've been a fan of his since Big Fella. Big fan. Um, I own Pink Panther. So you have like very talented. The director doing the Lindelof, I don't know this person's name, but apparently very talented. J.J. Abrams, talented. Gareth Edwards, sure. Who else? Ryan Johnson, talented. Uh, who did uh, who did solo? Ron Howard, talented. And before the Lord and Miller, talented. Everyone's talented. They're all coming in talented. But they're all coming in like, like Marvel movies, like a director for hire. And if you're going to have a director for hire, then you need someone that has the plot of all the movies out. And then you have to have an organized writer's room to write all the movies out. They can't just be one-off films all the time. You, once in a while, sure, but you, they ha- like there has to be a cohesiveness onto what these Star Wars movies are and a purpose for what these Star Wars movies are. And until they figure that out, I worry that the next movie we get in the theater is just going to be one that that is going to be met. And look, I like The Rise of Skywalker but and, and The Last Jedi, but I recognize when The Rise of Skywalker ended, you know, it's like, uh, all right, that's what they did. 
Okay. I mean, I, like I said, I actually enjoy the movie. I've seen it. I just I watched it on uh, on TV. No, watched it on streaming. It was showed up because I own it. It showed up on like a recently watched. And it wasn't. It was like ten months. Ago. And I just was like, okay, let's watch it. And I started watching. I'm like, this is fun, right? It's fun. But I think ultimately it needs to be something a little bit more than that. And there needs to be an idea behind all these movies. And don't handcuff yourself to this is this saga. Just let them do it. But I think they need to have it planned out. And whether you go like James Gunn and do like, here's the next 10 years of Star Wars movies planned out. You could do that or not, I guess. You know, so anyway, that's that's why I'm like, plan out. Plan out the trajectory of your stories right the you only have to write maybe the full have a treatment like george lucas said he had that like big treatment right so have your treatment for your movies go on and then hire the directors you want to come in to do it as as they come or hire one person just to do it and i think the way favreau is is handling the tv side is brilliant he's directed one episode in three seasons he has a team. He has a strong team of directors working with him that seem to love working with him and in that world. And I think what you sh- what they sh- basically what they should do is emulate that for the big screen. Right? Have somebody the brain trust of it and then sprinkle in everything you need in between. They already have the formula. The blueprint, they own the blueprint for how to have successful Star Wars movies. But for some reason, and I don't know what it is because I'm not in that room, but for some reason they're just not getting there. They have the blueprint. Whether you like Mandalorian or not, it's working. Mandalorian, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Book of Boba Fett. Now you have Skeleton Crew and Ahsoka coming. Rangers of the High Republic, or whatever the hell it's called, that you could even throw in the mix. Even though it's not happening. You could throw that in the mix. They have everything they need. They know how to do it, but they're not executing it in the theatrical level. And it's frustrating to see as a fan, like sitting here, like, okay, like take your time. Don't rush to 2025, even though you know the, the you have to, obviously, because of money reasons. But hire people that want to stay in Star Wars and make Star Wars and love Star Wars. Because Star Wars wasn't a corporation, it was George. Lucas. Acolyte. Yeah, ac- I didn't say Acolyte, uh, Mike, because Vermont, Mike, because um, it's not in the same... It's like Andor, right? It's not part of that shared universe. But but to that point, though, it's it's you have, like, your, your head who oversees that, the Star Wars universe, and then you can have Dale, help me out with the name of the showrunner for Acolyte. But then you can have her, uh, Leslie Headland. Yeah, that, does he have Lynn? I got it, whatever. You can have her come in and be like, I want to make a Star Wars about this. And if it's good, you say, okay, because we're secure in this because we have the foundation here that you can go play in the sand and that part of the sandbox over there, right? And then and then Terry, whatever, could come in and be like, I want to play in the sandbox. And you're like, fuck, go for it because we have a solid foundation with the, with the, the base of the Star Wars films now, which is the Mandalorian universe on TV, right? You have that, and that gives you the freedom to do the other stuff. It gives you the freedom to even do a book of Boba Fett. I know I'm the, I'm one of the seven people that liked it, but it gives you the freedom to do the book of Boba Fett, and that's what they need in the theater. And they have, like I said, they have they they 
it's worked on TV. Just emulate that on the big screen. Don't worry about one-offs. Don't worry about hiring the director of the month, which really annoys me. When well, this is the hot director now, okay, fine. But are they the right director for Star Wars? Everyone likes Star Wars. Everyone wants to make Star Wars. I understand it, but are they right for it? So that's my that's. I just want to talk about why I think why I I'm not. I don't think it's going to be bad. Why I'm concerned that it could not live up to the Star Wars hype train because possibly, yeah, Book of Boba Fett was awesome. You're right, Vermont. I'm going to put that on the screen and we're going to let everybody see it. I'm going to make a Book of Boba Fett. I might do a Book of Boba Fett rewatch and just rewatch it while doing. <laughs> but it gives you the freedom to do all these when you have a solid foundation and the movies need that solid foundation and they had it with the first six movies right even like even the skywalker with one day of the episodic films and maybe if they just continue the episodic films and don't worry about this just figure out like what is the purpose start with episode 50 21 whatever you want do it uh, and that's gonna be that. And Jonathan Frakes makes might make a good director, like Star Trek. Are you talking about Star Trek? I don't know. I am muted. All right, everyone. I'm going to wrap up with that <laughs> way longer than I suspected going on here. My wife will kill me for this. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Let me know what you guys think of the Star Wars theatrical problem. Comments below. Is it just like hiring the right director? Do you think they need they need an overseer of the, pro of the projects? Not to replace Kathleen Kennedy. Because she is the head of a studio. The head of someone who can oversee Star Wars, the franchise. Someone in like James Cameron is the overseer of Avatar, right? Obviously, we've lost George Lucas to the sale, not to anything else to think of, but <laughs> there's no George Lucas there, so he does know sci-fi, right? And he is a great director, Jonathan Franks, that is. So let me know what you guys think in the comments uh, below. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for joining me. Book of Boba, no. <laughs> Mandalorian episode uh, four, four, five, chapter 21 coming out this week. Can't wait to see what's going on. More Ahmed Best, less Ahmed Best. Can't wait to see what happens there. Brock and I will be back to talk about that sometime uh, this week. Talk to him and figure out what day works best. If not, I will be back again for uh, live chat because these live chats are a lot of fun. Thank you everybody for watching. Give us a like and a subscribe and until next time, may you be the master of your... Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong... <laughs> may the force of others be with you. Goodbye. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video as always please subscribe to our youtube channel rebel scum podcast for all the latest videos